0: Providing for your family is a top priority. But what happens when you need affordable health care? Christian Health Care Ministries could save you up to 40% today. As a member, you can choose your provider without network restrictions. Sign up at your convenience with our anytime enrollment. Join a Christian community that supports each other's medical expenses, offering peace of mind as you prioritize what's most
1: important. Enroll now at yourchm.org. I'm Jimmy Falla.
0: I'm Rachel Campos-Duffy.
1: I'm Will Kane, And this is the Fox News Rundown.
0: Friday, October 20th, 2023. I'm Evan Brown. Two Americans are set free from Gaza by the Hamas terrorists who took them hostage. Was this due to pressure by Israel or the U.S.? Probably not.
1: This clearly wasn't for the United States. This was for, for Doha. And this is a reflection of whatever influence the countries have over Hamas. This is the
0: Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. An American mother and daughter, captured as hostages by Hamas during their October 7th attack in southern Israel, are confirmed to be released from captivity in the Gaza Strip. They will likely be examined by physicians and probably debriefed, and then sent home. But why now? And why only two? Israel, which continues its offensives against Hamas, still says there are at least 200 hostages remaining in captivity. There are other Americans among them. So who put the right amount of pressure on Hamas? And why did they listen?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, of relationships here at play. And, and- First and foremost, it's the U.S. relationship with Qatar.
0: Dan Hoffman used to be CIA's chief of station in Moscow. He's now our Fox News contributor.
1: And remember, Qatar has played an important role uh, in uh, assisting the United States in Afghanistan. They facilitated negotiations with the Taliban. Remember, the agreement for the U.S. to withdraw was signed in Doha. Um, And so they played that role. They also have a relationship with Hamas, Uh, the a uh, former chairman of the Hamas political bureau, Khaled Mishal, a uh, senior leader, lives in Doha, um, and uh, so they they do maintain a relationship there. They have they have uh, provided significant financial assistance to Gaza over the years, and they have that relationship. So I think they called on that, and they sought to do as much as they could do to get some of those U.S. citizens. Out of harm's way now if this was all they could do if there's just two and that's it that may be the case they may be working continuing to work to try to get more out but we may who knows we may not get any out i was just not that sanguine we would really get any hostages uh to safety and i'm thankful we we've saved the lives of at least two of them
0: i, I think i share in your surprise here i i would not have been surprised if we were to have learned that uh god forbid the worst would happen to all of these hostages uh, the fact that Hamas is agreeing to this, um, should we take this as a sign of of their either feeling the heat or they're having second thoughts at what they're doing? How, how should we interpret this? I mean, we are talking about Hamas, which is a terrorist organization.
1: Yeah, I think my assessment at the moment, which I would say with some probably low level of confidence, but I, I believe it to be true. It's just that we haven't seen enough evidence to confirm exactly what's going on behind the scenes. But I think that the Qataris pressed Hamas uh, very, very strongly that Hamas had to do something for them. This clearly wasn't for the United States, this was for, for Doha. And this is a reflection of whatever influence the Qataris have over Hamas. It's, um, it's, it's, it does, there is some influence. And I think that's the result of this influence that, that the Qataris have how far it goes, and how much good can be done from this influence. This might be all we get, or maybe there's more.
0: Well, that, I think, is the big question. Is this all we get, or will there be more? Uh, we have been told uh, for a number of days now that the Israeli uh, ground incursion into Gaza is imminent. Within days, we've been told. it. it uh, as our conversation is happening now, it hasn't quite really uh, happened although the certainly the uh, the the fighting has been ongoing these past couple of weeks uh does that is there any kind of or would you imagine if there's any kind of um uh, any kind of dance for lack of better term going on here because uh starting up a, a, a more intense uh, incursion into gaza might put these um might make it harder to get these uh the, the remaining hostages out wouldn't you say
1: it could very well. Uh, it's going to be extremely difficult for the Israeli Defense Forces simultaneously to uh, to to fight Hamas terrorists, many of them below ground and in, in, in hundreds of miles of tunnels, uh, while seeking to avoid collateral damage to innocent civilians, avoid fratricidal friendly fire on their own forces, and then somehow find uh, and fix the location of hostages and and secure their safety in a densely populated urban environment where Hamas is armed to the teeth. I, I, I'll tell you, for those of us who haven't been to Gaza, I was just talking about this on Fox News, we might compare it to the Battle of Fallujah or Mosul. Gaza is not, you know, it's is, is a thousand times worse than that. Uh, they have some of the same technology that the Iranians deployed against us in Iraq, uh, but it's so densely populated and the snipers, it's just going to be extremely difficult. And if you think it's been bloody, so far, and it has 5,000 or more dead, uh, it's going to get worse. And with that will be more protests in the Arab world, which is exactly what Iran wants. They're the arsonist in the region. And while they want to drive a wedge between Israel and the Gulf states, especially Israel and Saudi Arabia, they also want uh, as much domestic unrest as they can incite as possible in the Arab world. This is like Arab Spring 2.0. And anything that causes these the the, the the israel's neighbors specifically egypt jordan uh, of course saudi arabia uh to suffer from domestic unrest that's good for iran and and that this this is absolutely uh right now at least uh, an opportunity for iran to exploit and they're doing just that by dialing up the pressure on us with attacks against u.s forces in the region and of course using their proxy militants to target um, israel and us we're speaking with Fox News contributor Dan Hoffman.
0: He's a former station chief for the CIA in Moscow on the recovery of two Americans who were held hostage by Hamas and what this means for the continuing war in Israel. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. And there's certainly no doubt, I think, um, for most people, that Iran is the one pulling a lot of strings here, but this perhaps maybe goes beyond the region. Uh, we've, we've learned that Russia and China are trying to somehow get themselves involved here. We know that Russia and Iran uh, already uh, work together. The, the expiration of sanctions on Iran with regard to its missiles and drones uh, is something that Russia has certainly been interested in. China wants to be seen as peacemaker uh, at least to have that uh, that appearance of having their diplomats showing up and standing between two people and getting hands to shake, because it it adds to their legitimacy or their, their claim of it uh, as being a world power. But uh, let's talk about Russia. R- Russia is now through, you know, maybe two or three degrees removed, but they're involved, aren't they?
1: Well, they're a close ally of Iran, and they've been forced into that position because they've spilled so much of their own blood and treasure in Ukraine. They're relying on Iranian drones. And the Iranians, of course, want something in return. Now, they're, they're shipping their oil to China, and so there's a good uh, alliance there between Iran and China. Even though Russia and Iran are long-term strategic adversaries, for the moment, they are allies. And so Iran will receive intelligence from Russia. Russia has that going for them, a comparative advantage, their ability to collect tactical and strategic intelligence on the United States, which is very, very valuable to Iran. And Don't forget for a minute that Iran is going to share that intelligence with their proxy terrorists, Hezbollah and Hamas, and their militant proxies in Iraq and the Houthis in Yemen, all to strike at the United States with the assistance of Russia. So you could argue Russian intelligence services have a lot of blood on their hands, U.S. blood on their hands, because those strikes that Iran launches, I think are certainly, they're augmented by the fact that they're getting this force multiplier from Russia. Now, the other benefit for Russia is that, uh, they are enjoying the fact that the United States is now focused on three key areas around the world, for deterring China from launching a, an attack on Taiwan, supporting Ukraine in its existential war against uh, Russia, and now in the Middle East. And Russia will, will try to use that to their advantage uh, from, a, from a disinformation propaganda standpoint. They're trying to win the hearts and minds of the so-called Global South. Uh, and they will they will use this conflict uh, to try to drive a wedge between the United States and some of our partners uh, in, in Africa and, and in Latin America, as they have throughout Putin's uh, regime, as well as going back to the Soviet days.
0: We seem like we're in a very precarious spot, meaning us, the United States, as well as the world. Um, it, it, it almost feels, I, I hate to, to sound... Um, bombastic if you will but uh the 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 term world war three gets thrown around uh you've been someone who's been working in 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 these realms for a long time are 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 we headed in some of the worst directions we possibly could be
1: yeah this is a extraordinarily difficult time you know we mentioned you have got russia's war in ukraine a belligerent chinese communist party threatening taiwan and and our relationship with Russia and China is worse today than it's ever been. And combine that with war in the Middle East, we are at war in the Middle East, but just the only question is, does the war expand significantly beyond Gaza? And there is the potential that that indeed may happen. And I just, I can tell you the only thing I I remember when I was at CIA and we used to go through these periods, these challenges, uh, we used to say what we need is, is bipartisan Uh, support bipartisan work in the Congress to enable effective diplomacy and military strategy and intelligence collection. We need Democrats and Republicans to come together in the House and the Senate uh, to work together and agree on what matters to our national security so that we avoid self-inflicted wounds while we try to focus on what's going on outside our borders that can impact us so much in the United States. And let's not even forget that we've got our own southern border to worry about. So if there's a silver lining and all these awful dark clouds uh, it's that it's we're going to rely on on the best of the best uh, u.s military and and diplomats and the intelligence community out there on the front lines many in harm's way to protect our national security god bless them for what they do
0: dan hoffman former chief of station in moscow for the cia and our fox news contributor thank you so much for being with us once again on the fox news rundown evening edition Thank you.